Welcome to The Open Bell, a podcast for trumpet players, by trumpet players, and a cornet guy. I'm your host, Bill Stoman, and I'm joined by my good friends and fellow trumpet geeks, Joey Tartell, and the imperceptible iconoclast, Brian Appleby Weinberg. This episode of The Open Bell is brought to you by the World Trumpet Federation. Sure, you can get your trumpet information in other places, but if you've got a problem with the World Trumpet Federation, then you've got a problem with me, and I suggest you let that one marinate. So figure it out. Head on over to worldtrumpetfederation.com for all things trumpet. Whether you're a trumpet teacher or trumpet performer, or even if you're not a trumpet player at all and you're just trying to do some CrossFit, it's okay. Your secret is safe with us. We've got all the stuff you need. That's www.worldtrumpetfederation.com. And by MTJ, Military Trumpet Jobs. If you're interested in auditioning for one of our country's fine military ensembles, then you need to know about MTJ. This valuable resource provides exceptional musical knowledge for anyone preparing to audition for a military trumpet opening. In addition, the information contained in these well-produced videos can give you that necessary competitive edge when it comes to winning the job. MTJ is a resource for performers and educators that contains the history, unit missions, audition process, and standard excerpts for entrance into the U.S. military bands. Kevin Paul, Ryan Brewer, and their team have created a valuable resource for anyone considering a career in the United States military as a trumpeter. So go to MilitaryTrumpetJobs.com for a wealth of information and to view the videos and performances that can help you win a job as a trumpeter while serving our country. The Open Bell Podcast is comprised of three segments. Warming up, couple things, and no offense... We use these segments to ferret, foster, and formulate information that we believe is important to a fanatical trumpet forum. Gentlemen, shall we? Each week, we ease into the show with a segment we call Warming Up. And each week, Warming Up is brought to you by Chop Saver, made with all natural ingredients by the man himself, the maestro of moisturizers, the sultan of SPF, the president of Pucker, the one and only... Dan Gosling. So go to <laughs> ChopSaver.com and get you some today. Like the website says, ChopSaver is for people with lips. Hey, Brian, you ready to give us a little lip service? What's <laughs> rattling around in that conical brain of yours today? Okay, so I have a question for you both. The answer um, is no. No. And <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm going to go on. with yes. Next, <laughs> next question. Are there points? I, well, I just got 30 <laughs> points. You got zero. <laughs> So uh, it's just a little mini story. Um, so I thought you said it was a question. Is it, it a is, question it is, or is it a story? It's, it's a story with a question. Everything. Wow. Um, so uh, this year, I mean, we're back in school, of course. So we're back to having the university brass band in, in person. And um, I needed a new soprano player. Our soprano player, um, Lewis, is now um, doing graduate work with Sean Jones down at uh, Peabody. And he's having a great time. I just saw him last weekend. He's just absolutely loving it. And um, so we need a new soprano player. And um, the soprano player we had planned um, is playing split lead in the wind ensemble and then got the principal chair in the orchestra. So like this cycle, he's doing um, the, uh, the African-American Afro -American symphony, and um, he's also playing Puccinella. So mm -hmm. it's a little much for him to be doing that. A lot plus, of heat. Yeah, yeah, plus soprano in the brass band. So um, we decided to test out this sophomore trumpet major, um, and... He, I just gave him the soprano in the afternoon, and he came to the rehearsal that night, and he absolutely killed it. He sounds amazing. And I sort of thought, over after hearing him for the last year, even over the Internet and then in just in person for four lessons last spring, 
that he would take to it well. And so I'm curious if you hear, because Bill, we've talked about another yeah. lead, a lead player a few years ago. You heard something in his sound. You thought that w might lead him to being a good lead player. Translate, so, yeah. And it's, it's similar. I think it's a similar headspace, in fact, in, in lead playing and soprano playing. But I'm curious, is there something in someone's sound that leads you to, to think that a student would be, would be sort of a natural if they developed it to play soprano chair or lead chair? For me, there is. I think there's certain qualities of the sound, but that's in combination with the setup. So if okay. I think if they're physically set up to do it in a certain way, there's a there's an ease about it, or they're sort of centered more comfortably in a certain part of the horn, then yeah, I hear that, and I think that those are indicators that someone will have success. With Can that. you talk about a little bit more detail about what that is, what that sound is? Well, yeah. First of all, I mean, it. I want it to be, as we always say in here, clear and full. I want that to be a great sound, but I think... Uh, I, I think if I were to, to dig a little deeper on that, that there would be a certain ease in the middle and upper register, mm -hmm. right? That you would hear that it wasn't trailing off right away and that they were maintaining a great solid sound in to the top of the staff and beyond. And not that it would have any more high overtones in it or anything like that, because I, I want, still want that to be, you know, great low overtones, great balance, great, great mix of sound. But you can hear when someone... You, you can tell, I think, anyway, when they are just have enough of a great sound right there that they could just step on the gas and it would be easy for them to do that. Yeah, okay. Joey? I want to object to your term, natural. Um, oh, yeah, okay. Then <laughs> you you, you <laughs> yes. said natural, then develop it. And I'm like, well, hold on. If they're yeah. natural, no, you no, don't you're, have to develop right. anything. That's a great catch. That's so, a great catch. Uh, <laughs> I, but, yeah, I think certainly... Uh, this, we've talked about this a little bit when I've talked about my that I don't believe in, in talent, that the idea that that doesn't mean that everybody starts in the same place. Yeah. So certainly certain things are easier for some players than others. And yeah, I do think you can hear that. I think you can hear, oh, you know what? I'm listening to you play. I'm going to bet that this is easier for you and this is easier for you, which might be somewhere that then you can go and have a success quick and easy, you know, quicker than maybe someone else with a different setup and a different set of, you know, a different you know, set of uh, strengths and weaknesses. Absolutely. That being said, uh, that doesn't mean other people can't catch up. But right. yeah, certainly. Right. But yeah, certainly you can hear you can, in, especially in young players like this strength, this strength, this strength. Now, as teachers, I just want to caution all of us to say to think, OK, that's great. We do want to encourage those strengths, but then we want to make sure we're also going after the weaknesses. Yeah. Both of those things. Because yeah. I think it, for me, for example, it would have been very easy for me to just be a lead trumpet player, period, end of story, and go like, well, why do I have to do anything else? I've got double C's. I'm just going to do that. Where I had really great <laughs> teachers and, and band directors saying, yeah, good for you. Now, we want you to be a trumpet player and a musician as well. Yeah. So yeah, I think all of those things can be true at the same time. Yeah. That was just middle school. <laughs> Double C's. Not quite. <laughs> no, I think uh, over the years, Brian, I mean, I, I, you probably have done this too, right? You hear someone play the B flat, right? When they first get to you and you think that person is going to adapt to the piccolo trumpet beautifully. Yeah, exactly. You just, you kind of know that they're just, there's a great setup and a great concept there. But some, some of it too, I will say the other part of that is the, just the mentality of being willing to do that. Like the E flat chair is, you gotta, man, yeah, you gotta be willing Right? Yeah, he was he was all in immediately. Out to dry, yeah, you know? he was all in immediately, 
and I gave him the instrument and I gave him a mouthpiece and I said, this doesn't have to be the mouthpiece, mouthpiece you use. Um, mouthpiece, right? Mouthpiece. <laughs> little JC mouthpiece. reference. Yeah. yeah. Um, you use, but if you like it, it's fine. Um, and I gave it to him. He just went and played a few notes and then he came in and just sounded cool. He sounded like he's been playing soprano for mm. years. It was beautiful. Beautiful sound. Great pitch. Just another reason yeah. to go buy an E-flat cornet. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah, Got to get on that. And he was kind of shocked at how easy it was. I mean, he plays. He has. He has a nice, clear sound. He does have the ease, real ease, in the in the upper part of the staff and into the upper register. But I haven't. He hasn't had to play. You know, lead type stuff. He's not playing lead in the jazz band or anything. Um, and uh, I think he's playing split lead in the pep band maybe. Um, but just for just for fun. Mm -hmm. Cool. So but it's yeah. very cool. Anyway, it's been on my mind. Oh, that's, that's very cool. It's a great thing. Joey, what do you have for us? Here's what I've got. It's mid-semester. Mm. So I don't know if you're seeing this, but here's what I'm seeing. I am seeing some of that early signs of burnout in students and mm. faculty alike. Oh, that wow. Holy moly. Like, there's so much going on, and there's this concert and this concert, and I've got rehearsals, and I've got schoolwork. I got so I'm, I'm seeing it because last year was just different. It was different for everybody with so much being online. It was a different vibe. So everybody's very happy to be back and very happy to be in person and very happy to have live performances. And now we're in that middle of the semester. <laughs> and I think it's <laughs> catching up with people. So I want to offer two words, uh, two not two words, two thoughts, two pieces of advice for myself and everyone listening. One, make sure you're finding that time to practice because that sometimes, especially the younger, you know, especially as undergrads or as high school students, that can be the first thing to let go of to make sure you get all of your schoolwork done. Where practicing trumpet is schoolwork, right? Remember that. Yep. Make sure you get your horn on the face. And then two, make sure you find time every day for a break. I don't care if it's 15 minutes or 30 minutes just to get out away, clear your head, clear your mind. You know, those two things, especially as things get busier and busier and busier. I know I've said this before and I say it a lot. When students come in and they're burnt, I'm like, so what do you do for fun? Invariably, I get a blank stare and the what? What do you mean? <laughs> right? You got to find that time to take a little bit of break and find that time for yourself as well. And you're like, well, but I like, you know, doing my calculus homework. Well, sure. Great. Of course. Who doesn't? But, uh, <laughs> um, my hands up. But, uh, but you know, but you got to find that break. Are you, guys are you guys seeing this at all on your campuses? Yes. It's the time. Yeah. We're, we're there. Yeah, mid right. it's mid semester. It's time. Right. Yeah. yeah. So well, find that time. Get that break. We're only week five. Or four. Oh, that's right. You guys started five. late. We started late. Yeah, so late. yeah, Jersey. it's not. Uh, yeah, it's, it hasn't set in yet. So maybe in the next couple of weeks, I'll well, look I'd out for it. Hold out hope, Brian. I think you'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hold out we'll hope see. that you'll be burnt out in two weeks. So <laughs> I won't be. I'm just really glad <laughs> notes are still coming out of the horn. <laughs> yeah. That's. I mean, that's it. just on my mind as I'm watching it happen. So get out there and you know. Get outside while it's it's lovely fall weather. Uh, you know, it's October now, which means you can have candy corn. And by the way, candy oh. corn is, is awesome, and you should. But for me, I limit myself to October. Uh, but get out there. By the How way, there is... How much candy corn is too much? There's, I, I don't understand the question. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you should get out there and try that. By the way, uh, um, there is now... Brock's is making a turkey dinner candy corn. So in the bag, <laughs> there is... <laughs> Turkey, roast turkey flavored cranberry sauce, stuffing, mm. green beans, mm. then there's apple pie and coffee. And <laughs> I really want to order a bag because <laughs> it I sounds so you, gross. I can't believe you haven't. Yeah, I can't believe. I, I maybe do that when we get off tonight. So, oh, my God. 
But uh, that's what's on my mind. Yeah, find that yeah. time and, and have some candy corn, and that'll make everything better. Yeah. Bill, what do you got for us today? Well, I, I was going to talk about something else, and then I had a lesson this afternoon with a student, and it was one of those, like, okay, I, this incident happened, and I said, okay, you're going on the podcast tonight. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> this is, a, this is about Uh-oh. to happen. So uh, f- we'll just call her uh, Caitlin with two As wise. an example. As an example. <laughs> with two Ys. Two Ys. <laughs> She's got a with really good trumpet. We, yes. Yeah. No, an that's excellent. Instrument. No, that's Kaylee oh. with a w- another hypothetical name. But anyway, yeah, for example. Um, so at any rate, um, as I often do, I she she was playing. So we're working on a Bruce Broughton's folk song. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful piece. First page of that. As I often do, I just rather than talking about it, I just picked up my horn and I played the phrase at the bottom of the page. And the next step is to say, "Go ahead." You know, you sure. you try that. All right. Were those two things different? Yes, because now the next step is, can you explain to me why? I'd rather that you just be able to hear it and play it back to me and not hear a difference. But then the next step is, you know, you're a music ed major. Explain to me what you heard and, and why. So I said, all right, that, that was great. That was different. What was different about the way that we did it? And she says, looks me right in the eye and said, well, you, you did a fancy. <laughs> you did a fancy? You did a fancy, and I said, Excuse "Fancy is a hold on. Fancy is now a noun, apparently." <laughs> yes, and this is, is. the well, moment I'm, when I said, "I'm now confused." <laughs> I said, uh, "Okay, you're going on the podcast tonight, but I'm going to need you to explain to me what you mean by that." She said, "Well, you know, you did a fancy, like you made it fancy, like you didn't really crescendo, but you did something which made it sound really fancy, and I guess gave it direction. I'm not really sure. I didn't know what else to call it, so that's what I'm calling it." <laughs> <Keep> it. <laughs> Holy moly! That's <laughs> awesome. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna you need did to, to speak with her. A fancy. I'll get, yeah. I'll connect you via email. Yeah, we're gonna need to let her know. Now, I was, you know, I was flattered that she thought what I did was fancy, and it actually was effective because then she was able to do it. But I have never had anyone call anything, anything like that before. <laughs> I've heard you do that before, sitting what? next to, standing next to you in Trombamundi. <laughs> Do a, fancy? do a fancy? Do, do a fancy? I'm a fancy man. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So there you go. You can add that to your vocabulary. Now it's going to happen. You're going to do this teaching next week. You're, you're going to be at a, just a loss for words for just a second, and you're going to go, you know what you need to do here. <laughs> there it is. You need to do a fancy. <laughs> All right. I have just looked up fancy. <laughs> um, it turns out <laughs> that fancy can, can, of course, and usually it's a transitive verb, and that's a, how we we know it. It can also be an adjective, and we know it that way as well. It can be a noun, and the second definition is an image or representation of something formed in the mind. Oh, wow. She this may it. be okay. It's, it's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. Joey may be okay with this. I might have to be okay with this. I'll t- I went to Miriam Webster because Peter Sokolowski's right. our guy. Oh, you're, yeah, right. Yeah, right? right. He's our guy. Uh, this, wow. That m- We might have to be okay with it. And I'm okay with being the first trumpet uh, player to, to do a fancy. To do what? You know what I mean, I, I, like I'm a trendsetter here. This is your thing. <laughs> That's my thing. It's what I do. Stoneman. Oh, right. He's the fancy guy. He's fancy. He's the one who does the fancies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no one does a fancy like that guy. Right. I think yeah. now you're just Bill Fancy Man Stoneman. Oh, <laughs> right? uh, yes. This is what happens. Yeah. This is how these things are born. The fancy. Oh, I, yeah, not, not just A. The, the. the oh yes. Totally. Anyway, I thought you guys would get a kick out of that. That's awesome. Oh, that's that's incredible. It, was, uh, it, it all worked, and it was it was uh, you know the process itself worked, but and of it born a brand new term that I intend to keep <laughs> using.
All right, boys, listen. I thought we might try a new game tonight, and I think you're going to like this one. Is there a card? Oh, no points. No, no points. Cars. No points. Well, there's points, but there's no cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How else are you going to make sure I don't win unless there are points? <laughs> and make this. Wow, this is yeah, going to be something and, else we can lose at. And, Joey, your mom seems very upset about the fact that these games are rigged against you. I mean, she's out in, <laughs> in the open on Facebook about it. I saw. <laughs> it's the best. She's defending okay. my honor. She is. But, you guys, you're going to need to get your buzzers ready. And, Joey, you're probably going to need your horn. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Wait, 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 what's, no, what's the know, game? The, the game is, where in the world is Anton Beidinger? <laughs> <laughs> Brand new oh game. Oh, my God. Formulated in my mind last night as I could not go to sleep. I was awake. I couldn't so wait, go to sleep. Uh, according to that, it's a fancy. I, I did a fancy. You did, Because it is for something that is an image or representation <laughs> that is formed in the mind. I just yes. read you the definition. So I know that's why I use that, that exact terminology. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we're at New Game. Where in the world is Anton Beininger? The way it works is that I describe Anton in a place, and I give a very short description of the place, just enough, and then you have to say exactly where the place is. Okay. Okay. This sounds. Are we good with the rules? No, uh, this This is impossible. This is going to be so easy. This is this is never going to (laughs) work. This is going to be easy. I can tell already. All right. Nails will be nails. Question one. After Anton woke in the morning to do the thing on his keyed bugle, he enjoyed a pike place at Pike Place. A pike place at Pike Place? Yes. Is Pike Place in, in Colorado? No. Is that what we're talking about, Brian? Nope. Not Pike Speak. No. Oh, my gosh. You guys are such a You said it was going to be... <laughs> No, what is, that's what not is, disappointing. Actually, you're, you're happy just, you're now. You're not I'm happy now because you get it wrong. He enjoyed a pike place. A pike place. At pike place. What is pike place, Brian? You know what pike place no, is? No, I have no idea. I don't either. Oh, my gosh. It's Starbucks brand of dark coffee. I don't drink coffee. You know called, this. I know. It's called pike place because- This is rigged. This is fixed. The original Starbucks is at the pike place market in- Oh, Seattle. Seattle, Washington. Yes. Oh, see, I don't drink coffee, so I'm never going to get that. Well, there's no Diet Coke commercials on here. Well, I'm never gonna I get any of these right. No points for you guys. I get forty. All right, <laughs> for for we're such a great already. question. For, yeah, we're for doing already. such a good fancy. For making such a good fancy. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> question two. After a long day of struggling to start his trills on the primary note because it hurts his soul, Anton decides <laughs> to treat himself by going to Letha's barbecue. Where is Anton? Oh, he's in uh, Biloxi, Mississippi. No, he's in Hattiesburg, Hattiesburg, Mississippi. He's right. (laughs) Southern Miss, that's Hattiesburg. That's right. Although, hold on. It It moved out of Hattiesburg. It did move. It moved out of Hattiesburg. It's right next door. No, No, it's it's a little bit north and a little bit east. But it's it's near Hattiesburg adjacent. Oh, man. If you're there. If anybody's there and you're meeting. Just go. Yeah. Go to If you're anywhere near Southern Miss, just go to Letha's. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. It'll make you happy. Never yeah. forget that day. Pulled in, all of us in the car, talking, chatting. The door opened, and everybody just stopped. <laughs> yeah. When it smells that the, good from the parking the, lot, oh. you know you're in good shape. It yeah. was remarkable. Well, apparently it's good because Anton goes there. Yeah. All right. 
After a taxing rehearsal the night before, the Vidingers decided a big breakfast was in order, so they partake of the world's greatest huevos rancheros at the Range Cafe. The Range? Is that where we went in San Antonio? No. No, no that's you not the name. unbelievable. I tied this to food because I thought it would be easy. <laughs> food and drink. <laughs> We're folding. Is that in Where, Austin? Where, of all places, have you had Weevil's Rancheros? I well, can't Joe, remember ever having Weevil's we Rancheros. <laughs> Didn't we have that in uh, Albuquerque? Winner, winner, Weevil's yeah. Rancheros dinner. Albuquerque, no, we Mexico. had, we had. I have breakfast yeah, burrito. Yeah, but that's they're known for that. That was called the ra- the range. The range. No, yeah, yeah no, it was. No, the, no, the burrito is at Frontier. Oh, oh. Frontier. Well, yeah, the range right. is in Albuquerque. Too bad for you. I'll take thirty <laughs> points. I Wait, don't think I've I, ever I been there. I got it right. Oh, you did say Albuquerque, didn't you? <laughs> did say Albuquerque. All right, 10 points for Brian. All right, question four. Joey, you're doing well. I'm folding. You are. This is terrible. I've never had. I've never been to the range. All right. Anton's busy schedule, being the go-to guy for Haydn and Hummel, has taken its toll on him and his horn. Luckily, he finds himself at 38 West 32nd Street, Suite 908 in New York City. Brian Landris Brass. There it is. Is that the new address? That's it. Yeah. Because he just yeah. moved. He did. It's on the he website. Just moved, yeah. That's what's there on the we website. Go. Nice. Yeah. I knew Brian would know that. He's yeah. right. there. It's on it. Brian, you're man. You're killing. Killing us. it. I'm. <laughs> I'm getting shut out of this game. <laughs> All right. So far, Brian has thirty points, and I have forty. I have negative sixteen. You. Uh, yeah. You're gonna have to climb out of the basement here. I think you're gonna no get problem. this one. This I don't think right so. over the plate. For no you. problem. No shot. Everyone knows that Anton Weidinger is a night owl who loves pub food. In fact, his favorite thing to order when he's enjoying an ale and feeling a bit peckish is a big order of tots. <laughs> okay. You can order tots anywhere. Where, where's, the, where's my cricket sound? Where have we? <laughs> We've had tots literally everywhere. We have not. There's one place where we go for tots. Is that we PJ had, Wheelchairs? Yeah, there PJ it is. Wheelchairs, yes. <laughs> it's well <of> hands. <laughs> That's right. That's I'm exactly counting that. <laughs> you can get points for that. We'll I totally it. get points for that. We'll you I've said you got points for it. No doubt. Everybody's wondering why we call oh. it PJ Wheelchairs. <laughs> PJ. It's Thank you to Dr. Belk. <laughs> you got me. Okay. All right, one more. This is just a bonus question. <laughs> bonus question. Bonus question. I'm just having to be out of the negatives. <laughs> For the win. I want to play Final Jeopardy. I, but this is Final Jeopardy. Okay. Because every good game of where in the world is Anton Binding has Final, <laughs> Jeopardy. Final Jeopardy. Of course it does. <laughs> all right. In I'm what famous <laughs> American city might we find our good friend, Keith Bugle Virtuoso and casual dining connoisseur Anton Vidinger if he managed to be eating at the original location of Torchy's Tacos? That's Austin, Texas. Boom. Oh, done. Wow. Yeah. Look yeah. at that. Next, he started as a food truck in Austin. Food Tech. truck, yeah. Six Fantastic. points. Well done. So, well, hold on. Six <laughs> points. That was Final Jeopardy. I got yeah. at least 1,000 points. Well, it's not like it's the Daily Double. <laughs> this is outrageous. But you guys did really well. I think we need to revisit Brian did this. really well. All right. We nailed that. Brian, yeah. you killed it. Where in the world Where is in Anton Bidinger? Bidinger? That's really good. <laughs> All right, boys. Time for a couple things. We've made some lists on the show before, you know, things that you should do or things that you should consider. But recently we were kind of pondering the idea that maybe there are things we shouldn't do 
Maybe there are things we should just let go of in order to be great. And that's tonight's list. 12 things to let go of as you move toward greatness. All right? And so, even dozen. And even dozen. There it is. Mm-hmm. Are we going, uh, going from 12 to 1? Uh, no. I think we'll just go right down the list as you have okay. it there. All right. In the pages doc I sent out. <laughs> pages. <laughs> Listeners, I need you to be aware of this. Bill seriously is still using pages. He loves pages. He is pages. all the way in the 90s technologically. He's really doing amazing work. And by that, I, I mean it. 1890s. <laughs> I love pages. I think it works really well. Gets it's out on his my typewriter. It's right there. <laughs> Cuts and pastes out of Google Docs into Pages. <laughs> I so did this list. It's yes. so easy. Oh, my God. Pages <laughs> makes a shared so drive. Easy. Pages makes we it all, so easy. It's not easier than the shared document <laughs> that we can all see and edit I'm not, together. I'm not putting all these scripts and everything on the shared document. This is secret World Trumpet Federation information. We're the World Trumpet Federation. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> pages is just safer. It's not. I think the security's higher. It's not. Okay. Question. Uh, it's not a one. question. It's not a question. First thing to let go of. First thing to let go of. Who wants this one? Uh, I'll take number one. Go for it. Worrying about the sound in the practice room next to you. Yes. I know, especially for college students, this is for you. You sit down in a practice room and you think you're going to start practicing and then you start hearing. Well, what are they doing? Scott Belk hammering Tomasi. <laughs> You're uh, like, that's well, that, my life that, experience. That person yes. sounds really good. Well, maybe I should. Well, I don't want, if I do that, I'm going to sound bad. And then they're going to. And boom, you've just lost all good practice that's about to happen for you. Yeah. Then the competition's on, right? Then you're going to start playing only your best stuff, which you don't need to practice. Right. That's not practicing. <laughs> no. Practice what you can't play. Yeah. If you not sound great sound in a practice room, you're doing it wrong. Right. If you're worried about people walking by and looking in, if you're worried about what what's going on next to you, what's going on in the hall, what's going on in the next room, then you're not really practicing. You're not really getting better. You should consider that your practice room is a black hole. When you walk in and close the door, you exist outside of time and space. Mm. Wow. That's like pretty that. deep. Seriously. Yeah. That's where you exist. No matter, no matter what you perceive, that's just where you are. Nothing like else really it. matters aside from what you're doing inside of that room. Yeah. That's it, period. Well, it takes a lot to get there, though. Yes, it does. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm saying it's wow. worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Brian's going to do that tomorrow morning. He's been doing the thing with the door cracked a little bit so everyone can hear him. <laughs> That's what Brian does. People do but walk by and then when comment Brian, later when, on in the day. Hey, when Brian's doing... I had I've had people say, "Hey, I know I ran late this morning because you were on a different horn." <laughs> <Right? Yeah>. Wow, <laughs> you could set your clock by that. Yeah, yeah. I hear piccolo. It's that means it's you know yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Hey, I'll take the second one if you don't mind, Brian. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. All right. Let go of always avoiding mistakes by playing it safe. I like Ooh. it. Take some chances. Do a fancy. You know what I mean? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm just saying, just stop playing it safe. Be expressive. Take some chances. Play play a little faster. Play a little slower. Play a little louder. See if you can figure it out. Explore. And this is especially true in two places. This is especially true in the practice room, where, again, we've already discussed, you're in a black hole, so it doesn't matter. No one else can hear. And two, rehearsal. And I know this can be scary because you don't want to be the one that screws up in rehearsal. Why not? Because here's the thing. What if it works? What if you have an idea 
Yeah. And and it works, and you're like, oh, hey, mm-hmm. that's great. If you're sitting there playing safe, and everybody's like, yeah, okay, I guess that's fine. Is that how you want to be? No. I don't think anybody's really aiming for fine. And if you are, please move the bar up a little bit. <laughs> yes. yeah. Stop being fine. I yeah. hear it a lot in, in lessons, students playing it safe because they want to be right. And I'm like, no, no, you need to flex your musical chops. You need to know how far you can go. You need to take take a bunch of chances, and then we can talk about whether that was successful or not successful or whether yeah. you want to go that direction farther. Wow, that's uh, that's cool. Yeah. I like it. Let further. it go, right? Just yeah. further. further. Conceptual. Further. Yes, conceptual. Right. You, weren't literally, you weren't literally traveling a distance with your students in that. I do kick them out. <laughs> that would be distance. But how far do you kick them, I guess <laughs> is the out, question. How far out Depends into the hall. Depends on how bad the transposition <laughs> is. <laughs> yes, if you play that poorly, I will kick you farther than the last student. <laughs> yes, that would right. be okay. Yeah, so <laughs> let go of playing it safe. Come on. Take some chances. I like it. All yeah. right, Brian, what's the next one for you there? All right, for number three, uh, let go of thinking this is my only sound. Mm. Right? So you can change the way you play um, just by changing your technique changing the way you conceive of the sound, con- changing the way you blow, changing your oral cavity, uh, changing lip tension. You can adjust it, um, and you can develop a different sound, a better sound. You can also develop a worse sound if you're not careful. <laughs> well, there <laughs> um, is that. But, but yeah, you can, you can change it. You don't have to be, this is the way I sound. Um, you can change that over time just by working at it. Well, and, and you... You should be working at, to always improve sure. every aspect of your playing, but you know, sound being primary among those. Because if you just think, well, and I've heard this, I'm sure you guys have as well. Well, I mean, but that this is how I play. This is how I sound. Right. Oh, wow. Then okay. So again, you're fine being fine, and that's unacceptable. Equivalent of like no vocal inflection, right? Like right. Robots speak. Speaking the same way all the time in every situation. Not. It's not a thing. Not ever getting a little. You know. Angry, raising your voice, speaking louder. I mean, not that I would ever do that. (laughs) No. I'm always really easy going. And that's the thing about, like, when we play games on here, I think everyone has heard you stay completely (laughs) calm and content. That's how they know. That's how they know how relaxed and easygoing I am. I think emotionally (laughs) detached, I think, is a better way to. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. I'm not going to get riled up over these, you know, these games. Or a no, or, or lack thereof. Or right, or yeah. a little bit of hyperbole. <laughs> All right, that's it. I'm coming out there. You know I'm coming to Pennsylvania tomorrow. You know that's true. Yeah. I'll just yeah. keep going. That's right. I'm leaving the state. Yeah. I'm going to Tennessee. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I'm coming in. You're going out. Uh, Joe, do you want the next one? You want to wait for one, don't you? No. Um, I can take number four. That's fine. Okay. Cool. Yeah, this cool. is your calling card, Joe. This, yes. This is, this is uh, one of my favorites. I can't. <laughs> I've had yeah. students where I said, here's what we're going to do. Well, I can't do that. And I'm like, oh, huh, that's wrong. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you might not be able to do it the way you want to do it yet. But saying you can't is just immediate self-defeating, and it's over. Because that's the end of the discussion. Oh, I, I can't, so I guess there's no use trying. I there's no use practicing that. to try. I actually said that to you once. And what did I say to you? That's the most ridiculous thing you've ever said. Get your and, horn out. And what happened 10 <laughs> minutes later? Played it at will be flat. You did exactly what you told me you couldn't do. <laughs> exactly what right. you can't do. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's Joey believes more in people he d- hasn't ever met as quality <laughs> trumpet players. Yes. Than they believe in <laughs> themselves. He does. He believes everyone can do it. 
Everyone can do it. Yes, that's right. That's the that's whole point. It's absolutely true. So if it's you're sitting there thinking, I can't, I want, I want you to add at the end of that sentence, whatever that is, I can't, double tongue, I can't play high, I can't right. uh, play this excerpt, I can't memorize this, I want you to just add one word and then you're going to be okay. Yet. Hmm. If you I do that, then I'm, I'm still going to be a little angry at you for being a little negative when you start. But then at least you're giving yourself, all right, I, I can't do it yet, but I'm going to be able to because I'm going to practice and get better. But see, Brian, you're giving Joey a lot of credit here, right, <laughs> for being ultimately positive. Here's the thing. He just wants to be right. But well, that's, that's what it true, is. too. Hold on, hold and on, hold on. that's what motivates his teaching. No, no, I, I, I am right. <laughs> According to him, he is right. He likes the way he taught it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I do, but but I do believe fundamentally uh, that anybody can play trumpet, and I also believe that we all believe that smart practice works. Yeah. So you put those two things together, like I mean, c- could any of us? I mean, let's just take a simple one. People always like to talk about high notes. So at the end of sixth grade, I couldn't play a high C. Right. You couldn't I play could, that low. <laughs> right. No, you I could play, play I could kind of I could kind of like hammer a G on top of the staff by the end of sixth grade. I was like, <laughs> man, look how man, I can play on top of the staff. I'm so cool. But I couldn't play a high C at the end of sixth grade. So I guess if you ask me then, hey, play high C. Well, I, I can't. I guess I better I guess I can't ever be a trumpet player. You know? <laughs> right. And I certainly yes. couldn't mul- I certainly certainly couldn't multiple tongue. Mm. Right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So you can get better. All of us have gotten a lot better. Yeah. yeah, and for those of you who don't know Joey and haven't met him, it's an incredibly positive experience, right? I mean, just sitting next to you, I mean, you're like, yeah, well, like, yes, of course you can do that thing. And I'm like, I never even considered that thing. Like, right. Well, you should consider it because everybody can do that. Yeah. 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 Of course you can. <laughs> it's yeah. a very cool place to be. Yeah. Yeah. We've all We've all benefited from it. Yeah, and felt shamed into doing whatever it was that we said we couldn't do. <laughs> well, exactly. With, with my friends, of course, there's <laughs> the fun part of. Well, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> so it's just us, like you're an idiot. Get your horn out. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, you can. Do and it. then you do it, and of course, and then, then you do it, and then the best part. There's two great parts of that. One, you do it, and then realize you can do it. And then two, I am right. And, and then, then you realize say that you're right again. He's right again. right again. <laughs> This is why our only shot are these games. Judith, I'm just bringing this up. <laughs> it's the only our chance. only shot we have is to just throw them curveballs in these games that don't boy, make any I got, sense. Boy, I did not do well this evening. I got to go study some Anton Weidinger uh, tourism <laughs> brochures. <laughs> yeah, you never know where he's going to show up. I exa- exa- and I didn't. I did not know any of the places he was Clearly. showing up. When we get the new Anton Weidinger t-shirts printed. Yes. Right. Where in the world? Where in the world? <laughs> I like, I like this. This is a good. There's idea. not nearly enough on the internet about Anton Weidinger. We, right. we there's going to, to be now. Gonna we're we're going to change that. However, he does have a Facebook page. I just yeah. find that. Yeah. Oh, and I will. I, did I tell you that our uh, uh, one of our horn teachers here, Rick Serafinov, who makes instruments, mm. has made. He did make a keyed trumpet. Oh, right. And he brought it by a few years ago asking me if it worked. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how to play these things. He's like, well, mess around with it. And I, and I said, I, I said, leave it here. I practice it every day. And I made him a fingering chart. So it does play chromatically. And he <laughs> said, a fingering chart. And, and so just recently, <laughs> did. he said, okay, he's on sabbatical right now. And he said, I've been talking about writing out the Haydn, uh, an accompaniment for his natural horn choir. He says, if I do this, if you know, will you play it on the key bugle? And of course, what do I say? Yeah, of course. Of course. Now, I don't have the instrument yet, but 
I'm now committed to not only learning how to play the instrument, but then learning how to actually performing well, the Haydn on it. Yeah. <laughs> Look, just use your slide trumpet if he doesn't get it done in time. <laughs> yeah, that'll be good. <laughs> Is that video on the website? Where It's on your YouTube channel, right? Which which one? Of you playing the slide trumpet in the big band. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, there's uh, the, the beginning video, of the yeah. first rehearsal. Yeah, there, it is. On, if you put Joey Tartell slide trumpet, it's a little short clip that got Brent Turney, who was playing uh, the other trumpet part in the big band with me. It was a studio orchestra more than a big band. It's only two trumpet parts. Brent pulled out his phone in the first rehearsal, and I'm, it's, a, it's the first solo I have that's in Harmon mute and actually Harman goes mute. down to a, a, a low B natural, which on that instrument is seventh position on a slide trumpet in <laughs> Harmon mute. If I moved... Maybe two more millimeters, the slide comes off the instrument. <laughs> That's where I am on the first line. You can watch that first line. He knows right where it is. Well, yeah. I had to practice. I Got it down. did some serious shedding of, of uh, slide trumpet and, of course, then learning the piece. That's amazing. Because, amazing. Uh, you know, when somebody asked me, do you play, you know, when Andy Baker, the record's going to be out soon. I, I, he put up on Facebook, it's coming out. Uh, he said, hey, Joey, uh, so do you play slide trumpet? I said, um, I mean, I've got, I've got a slide trumpet. What do you got? <laughs> It'll be says, easy. Told me the whole project, and I said, "Yeah, I, I'm in." And then he sent me the part. So again, again, we talked about this last week. I said yes, and then I got the music. I said, "Okay, yeah. now I got to get to work." Yeah, right. It's not totally easy. fun. Totally amazing. Fun. Yeah. All right. So don't say you can't. Let go of that. Right. Come on. All right. So we're at number right. five. Next yep. one. Yeah. Believing that some people are born with it, whatever it is, and as a result, will always be better than you. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, you can't go with that because it's Let an excuse ultimately. You're ma you're Essentially, you're making an excuse for yourself. Well, I can't do this thing, so we're back to I can't. But the reason I'm not going to chase it down is because that person was obviously born with high notes. That's why they can do that. No yeah, they, they, they were born knowing excerpts. <laughs> right? <laughs> with great time and great pitch and a great sound. They were just, born, just with born with that. Born with it. Born yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah, easy for them. Oh, yeah. Well, and also it cheapens the, their process, right? Because it, it says that you know, if, if somebody worked really hard, I mean, somebody did work really hard for it, it might have, they might have enjoyed that work, but it cheapens their process and how much they put into it. Mm -hmm. And that's not fair either. Right. And not only just not fair, but what uh, the primary part, which Bill talked about is the part that bothers me most. It's an excuse. Yes, it is. You know, because let's even, let's even go a step further, not farther, because it's not a literal step. Not a literal step. And right. say, let's assume it's true, which it's not. And say some people uh, uh, are just born with it. Does that mean you just shouldn't try? <laughs> That's all. It's just ridiculous. Even if it's true, it's wrong. Mm -hmm. And it's not yeah. true. And it's not, by the way, true. It's, it's not, not anywhere true. near true. In fact, Brian, didn't you, you offended a good friend of ours by. I offended. I didn't mean to offend Dr. Belk, but he did. I said, I said, wow, it must be really nice to have just, you know, be naturally gifted with those high notes. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, he, he swore and he said, it took me 20 years how to, to learn how to play that note. And then he said, coming out of undergraduate, I could almost play a high C. Wow. And then, of course, you know, he goes to North Texas where there are at the time and, and regularly lots of really, really good young lead players. And at the time, he was not one of them. You, no. Yeah. No. Because he was there when Scott Engelbright was there and Adolfo Acosta was there. And he was, a, was you know, yeah. a jazz player who did not of. have lead chops. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, could, a natural. Yeah. But he could hammer the <laughs> Tomasi for hours. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And the piccolo. And, and now he doesn't own either a C or a piccolo. <laughs> hmm. 
Well, those sea valves were frozen for decades. <laughs> <laughs> he had good horns, though. I mean, I'm yeah. glad they're, he sold them to people who are playing them. I guess there's yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so totally. Let go of it. Don't worry. Don't, this goes back to the first thing, right? Essentially, in a global aspect, you're worrying about the person in the next practice room. Who cares, right? Do your thing. Yeah. I mean, nobody's born with it anyway. Right. All right, Joey. I think you're up. No, I think it's me. No, Brian. I think Brian's oh, up. Brian, yeah. I, I love this. Um, number six, you have to let go of avoiding situations in which you might fail. Mm-hmm. It, look, your ego is not that important. <laughs> it's going to be fine. <laughs> You're not going to fall off the stage, not going to hurt yourself. Let it happen. It, just go for it. It's going to change you as a player. It's going to change you as a person. It's going to change the way you work. It's going to change the way you prepare. Uh, it, it will be good for you in the long run. And you might not fail. It might be incredibly successful. Yeah. Yeah. Put yourself out there. You know, uh, we've done this in, in chair auditions here where. All right. So let's see. What's the next uh, best chair for this student? OK, I think I put them right here. I'm like, ooh, wow. They're going to be playing this piece this semester, which is right up against a lot of their weaknesses. And I'm thinking, mm. perfect. Great yes. opportunity for growth. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's what you should be doing. Right. Say yes. Put yourself out there and yeah, rise to the challenge. And if you don't. Learn from that. Right. <laughs> so let's say you've never played Nebraska Quintet before. Do it. Or didn't play an orchestra until this semester. Do it. Haven't yet started a trumpet ensemble. Right. Don't do that. Don't do that. that we need more of those. It's yeah. terrible a terrible idea. idea. A great idea. It's not going to. We know how this ends. <laughs> 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 yeah, absolutely. Put yourself out there. Do it. All right. Who's got next? That's Joey. I believe you do, don't you? I don't know. Do I go next? Yes. I'm at seven. I, I think I'm at think seven. So. Yeah. One four seven. All right. Oh, this is a great one. I do. I do like this. This just happened last week. You need to let go of thinking that the best players don't make mistakes. So I, I'm sure everyone's heard some story about some player that, man, they played this gig for five years, never even cracked a note. I mean, I know <laughs> I've heard these stories. Every time I hear those stories, I kind of nod and go, oh, okay. You know, I remember seeing something, uh, probably a Facebook post years ago about somebody played through a show and said, man, I heard so-and-so played this, sh- played this show like a hundred times and never missed a note. And one of the guys who played it on Broadway said, boy, that's funny. I've been playing it on Broadway for a couple of years. I'm sure at this point I've missed every note in the show at least once, you know, like, <laughs> which I thought yeah. was that's a great, great <laughs> response, you know, like over the course of time, of course you m- make mistakes. Of course you miss notes. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody misses notes. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. That's it. I, I know I've I've used this, I've said this analogy on here before, but um, at least I think I have. I know if I said it to you guys, but when I was a kid, my dad uh, was remodeling the house I grew up in, right? And so this is the 1970s. So we're talking about paneling and wood molding and all this stuff. You forget I have now seen this house. You I know what you're talking house. about. <laughs> You've been there. Yeah. And so, um, so he says. Uh, you know, he said, boy, the, the difference between amateurs and professionals is the width of the molding. <laughs> <laughs> so, which is, right, I mean, brilliant, right? Like yeah. professionals know how to cover their mistakes. There could yeah. be something going on and you wouldn't even know. They might be in the midst of a struggle, but they figure out how to do that. But they are making mistakes. They do have bad days. They do struggle. Even, right? even when you've watched a performance and thought, holy moly, that was Perfect, which is always a great word because art isn't perfect. We can talk about that in just a second. Um, I guarantee whoever you're listening to walked off stage and went, okay, all right. But 
You know, there's something there, whether you noticed it or not. Now, right. let's talk about perfect, because I think people often aim for perfect. Perfect means, again, if we're looking up dictionary definitions, beyond compare, right? It exists mm -hmm. like a circle can be perfect, and, and a square can be perfect, which means you can't compare them. If I, have a, if I have two different squares and say which one is more perfect, if one's two by two and the other's four by four, they're both perfect squares. One's not a better square because there is no comparison, right? Yep. Art, by definition, is something you can talk about and compare. I liked this part, and this was really great for me, and this was really good to me. So art can't be perfect because it is something you can compare. Yeah. Right? Yeah, sure. There is no perfect in art, yeah. so stop yeah. trying. Yeah. I, love I like it. it. Yeah. Just That's to good. find himself right out of the comparison. I like it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. That's good. It's it all comes down to math and knowing, you know, good dictionary definitions, right? <laughs> That's all it takes. Yeah. I'm so glad I get to see the next the say the next one. Um and Joey, no offense, but needing to be <laughs> right about everything, you gotta let go. <laughs> Hold on a sec. Some of Hold us on. have trouble letting Hold go on. Everything. Get on the list. Hold on. I didn't write this. <laughs> oh man. See? If you had done this in pages, I wouldn't have been able to get to it. <laughs> But I think what we're saying here is that it's okay to admit you're wrong. It's okay to admit there might be a better way to do it, whether it's an interpretation or how to go about doing something. And, you know, be a team player. Let go of having to be right. This is especially important in chamber music. Yeah. You know, we spend a lot of time, you know, we get into rehearsal, the six of us. And we'll play through. Usually whoever's playing first is supposed to lead the rehearsal, even though the lead obviously comes from the third chair. Yeah, in our brand, but, it's the third chair. But what happens? We get in and go, well, that didn't work. <laughs> how about we try this? Somebody go, well, how about we try this? And we're flexible. You know, all we do is give each other a ridiculous hard time. But we then will go, huh, <laughs> well, let's try that and see what happens. Right? Even me, who I, I do, I think I'm right about everything. We'll go, oh, well, that didn't work. Let's try something <laughs> else. Let's try something else. I got to say, yeah. the funny Facebook post just went by about somebody, someone from outside the group busting our chops about how we warm up. But but also like <laughs> was very nice about oh, how much how much he liked us. Yeah, Glenn Glenn Bangry. Yeah. yeah, it was great. Like it was very. But kind of out of nowhere, I don't know what prompted that. I don't know either. Yeah, it was funny. But it was like, yeah, I, these guys do. They're committed to fundamentals. They spend twenty minutes at the beginning of every rehearsal abusing each other. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like basically <laughs> uh, knocking each other down, which is not far from the truth. Well, it's usually yeah. longer than twenty minutes, and yeah, it usually starts before, <laughs> way before rehearsal, yes. and goes straight through rehearsal <laughs> to after and until we fall asleep. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, who's got the next one? Is Who it wants me that? again? I'm uh, sure. Uh, thinking you have to do what everyone else does or did, or that their path is going to be your path. Mm. Right. right? You have your own path. You have your own way of doing things. You can get information. I mean, it's really important to get lots of different perspectives and information to inform what you're doing. But you don't have to do what those folks have done. And, as, and when you're thinking generationally, most likely you won't. <laughs> yes. You know, we I've had this discussion here before. I didn't <laughs> do what my teachers did. My, my students aren't doing what I did. Right? And that's... Right. There's an evolution to the music business, which means some of those, the, all those opportunities change and the business changes and career paths change. So the idea that, well, I graduated college and did this and this and this, so that's what you should do, is has always been ludicrous. Right. It goes yeah. both ways, right? They, that can be passed down to you, that, that straitjacket. Yes. 
Yes, that's certainly true as well. But For yeah, sure. you got to you, you want to be thinking one like we talked about before, the idea of what do you want to be doing and how do I get there? There could be large overlaps across lots of different fields or lots of different paths, but the idea that there's a straight line anywhere or a prescribed path. Ooh. Yeah. It's just not how it works. Yeah, when well, you hear there are no gigs, you're Joey, what did you say a few weeks ago? I always hear there are no gigs. I heard that 40 years ago. <laughs> right. That's right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I, the common thread here, right, is avoiding this the this like intimidation or negativity from outside sources. Right? Yeah, yeah this, great idea. And you will you will hear it. There will be people that will just keep telling you all of these negative, 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 negative things, which there could be parts of them that are true. This is always the problem I have with like the internet yahoos about trumpet, who talk about the importance of, for example, air. They're saying, you know, it's vital. Well, yeah, it is. It is. That part is true. It is vital. And then they go immediately, so what you need to do is, I'm like, hold on just a second, back up the truck. <laughs> Stop talking for a second. Right. So <laughs> so the idea that it can be difficult to make a living as a trumpet player can be true. But that doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Is it my turn? No, I think it's my turn, isn't it? Yeah. One four seven ten, right? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, oh yeah, well, I like this. is perfect. We t we've talked about this a little bit. All right, oh, so yeah. here's what you got to let go of: thinking that you've made it. So then you don't have to get better. As soon as you think, okay, I've done it, then you've given up on. Well, I need to keep going. So if you get out of it's, this is this can happen in a number of different places. In high school, this can happen if you get first chair. In high school, this can happen if you make all state. Uh, it can also happen when you get into the school you want to go to. Mm -hmm. Then you can think, mm -hmm. I've done it. I've mm -hmm. mastered music and the trumpet, and I guess I'm done now. I can retire. And in college, it can happen when, you know, you make first chair or you get the right the chair you want, the ensemble you want, or, or as soon as you graduate. Now you've got a degree. Well, this degree says I know how to play trumpet, so guess I'm all done. Waiting or for my job. then you go get a job. And we have seen this not, I mean, this happens yeah. in all kinds of different uh, arenas where people get a job and think, all right, well, I'm all done. So growth is over because I've, I've graduated college and so I don't have to go to school anymore. And so I've got a job, so I'm good now. And that's not how it works. Remember, the rules are very simple. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. As soon as you stop trying to get better, you're not staying the same. And if you're not really thinking about and trying to get better, you are getting worse. All there is to it. Yeah, no standing still. Yeah. And doesn't that invite a lot of bad habits? And, and I mean, in a lot of players, it invites injury, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're not trying to develop. You're not trying to get better. You're just trying to maintain or just hang on. And then it also can breed a lot of sort of discontentment with your job. Like if you're, if you, if you're not trying to get better, then, you know, the music is evolving. So you're going to come across things that are, maybe outside of what you're capable of at the moment. And so you're going to get dark about it. Um, it could be very difficult. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Place to be. All very negative place true. to be. Yeah. There are some great role models out there of people who continue to grow, right? And one of my favorite examples here is Graham Breedlove in the Army Blues. <laughs> <laughs> because that guy. The Graham Breedlove. That's AGB, actual Graham Breedlove. Actual Graham Breedlove. Yeah, AGB. Yeah, I mean. Uh, over the span of his career, I've, I've heard him just get better and better and better and just keep working, you know? I mean, there's great yeah. examples out there of guys like that. And some guys in the military who are 
being real high profile about posting stuff all the time. And they're, you know, they didn't get the job and quit. Like they got the job and went to work, you know, and continue to get better. I think seeking those folks out is a really good thing. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is, uh, we see this in the orchestral world as well. We see people who get those jobs and then like, I'm going to build this, you know, and listen, you know, we all know Mike Sachs a bit, Mm. you know, he's been principal trumpet in Cleveland for 33 years now. I think that's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't exactly just taken it easy. And <laughs> uh, this no. is a big, giant, major job, right? So he could easily get there, and he sounds great. But, you know, I, I've been around him, and I've gotten to play with the orchestra a couple of times. That guy's going in like, all right, we're going out there to put on the show. Mm-hmm. He's take that. He takes that very seriously, even after 33 years. He's not, yeah. like, coasting or resting. He's like, here's how we do things here. And I'm practicing, I'm working, I'm going, and we're going to go put on an amazing show. That yeah. is inspiring to watch it's fantastic yeah that's great that's what you want in your whatever your career is that's where you that's where you want to be right yeah great role models uh next one uh you gotta let go of being afraid to ask for help (laughs) and being afraid to admit like i I just don't know this i need i need to get help so whether it's in your trumpet network that you build or reaching out to a former teacher or just asking someone else to plays or writing into us you could do that, but don't we, be we, afraid. We do. We do love hearing from everybody. So yeah. we do. Yeah, and we have a lot of fun answering those emails. We do. You can write theopenbell at gmail dot com. Send us something. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah. it is a difficult place to be, you know, asking for help, right? Especially if you've you've gotten to a certain point as a player or as a musician or as an educator, and you know, it's it's part of that quest to get better. Um, and you have to sort of open yourself up for different opinions and different ideas, and yeah. maybe somebody has a different way of doing it. And well, it's yeah. really cool to d- to do that, but you have to be willing to take that that chance. We've talked about that b- before on the show a few times about being vulnerable, right, and uh-huh. being willing yeah. to be vulnerable. And I, Rich Hartsticker comes to mind. Rich, who's been following the show since right. the beginning, not only was he willing to ask questions and be vulnerable about, about things and, and, and all that, then he decided to go back to school, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. That's, that's right. really putting yourself all the way back that's in there. spectacular. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and not, a af- not afraid to say, how do you do this? What mouthpiece are you using? How do you, why do, you do this? How do you do that? I mean, why don't Not using a 7C, that's for He's, sure. That guy does not, no. <laughs> He's taken him away from all of his students. Nice. That's good work. That's, that's fantastic. Excellent work. Right, excellent work. All right, Brian, you want to yeah. you're, you're batting clean up here. Like yeah, finish days at Oberlin. This is yeah. The uh, I think I was lead off and batted third. <laughs> By the time I was senior, <laughs> was not batting fourth. No way. Uh, we have big people for that. Um, so the last one, it's the same. It's the same theme, but not admitting you don't know how to do something. So it it is the same place. Um, don't be afraid to ask. It's it's really important to if you don't if you can't do something you can find out information about how to do something. What's the uh, what's the meme I saw recently was it's really hard to teach somebody who already knows something, somebody something who already knows how to do it, mm-hmm. right? And uh, even if they can't do it, right, they're just not open to learning it, or or, or trying to cover it up. <laughs> and I've seen right. both of these things, and especially in professionals, the idea of. Well, yeah. Uh, why don't you take that? <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. hold on. Isn't this what you? I, I know it's cool. I mean, want you just because uh, they they're just trying to cover what they can't do instead of embracing and learning and how to. You know, again, yeah. put yourself out there. 
and go, oh, crap. One, you might find out it's not as hard as you think. Because, <laughs> boy, right. those things those things that you don't think you can do or you've convinced yourself you don't know how to do get bigger and bigger the longer you avoid them. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. And what a terrible emotional place to live in in your chosen field. Right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you're, if you're, again, willing to be vulnerable there for just a moment, get past it, get the information you need, then you can get a lifetime to apply it and get yeah. better at what you do. So, hey, I like this idea, yeah. right? How about what good. not to do? Perfect. I mean, we did have the list of how to get hired back, which essentially was a, a list of what not to do. But I <laughs> like this one. <laughs> you know, I like this one a lot. This is good. Yeah. All right, All right boys. Time for no offense. All right, listen, we love when you contact the show. We just mentioned We really it. do. We do. Send us emails, right? Call us. What, uh, call us. Whatever yeah. you want. There's a number. There's everything. We love it. But listen, here's a suggestion. How about if the first time you reach out to us, you don't offer to be a guest <laughs> or if, ask yeah. to be a guest on the show? I if mean, the, if the first time we ever hear from you is, hey, have you thought about bringing me on? Well, right. guess what? Spice up the show a bit. The answer is no, we haven't. And the reason is primarily is because we don't allow anyone on here. <laughs> it's just yeah. the three of us. Yeah. And, yeah. and even that's a little crowded sometimes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly yeah. crowded for me. I, I, wish I could <laughs> not like hanging out with you guys. I, I wish I wish I could see the Zoom screen because it's mostly Joey and Brian and I are over in a corner. <laughs> our, our pictures are really small. Yeah, I'm not sure how he got that to work. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, if you if you have listened to episodes, you realize that we we just don't have guests. I mean, it's just not what we do. I mean, yeah. a lot there's a lot of podcasts that do have guests. Lots yeah. of podcasts, and those are great That's true. podcasts. Yeah, absolutely, those are cool. You know? They're doing We've something been on different podcasts. than we are. We have, yeah. yes, but it's uh, you know, it's a little bit a little bit different format. We're That's doing all. a little something different here. Yeah, That's right. so keep writing, but please know, do. Maybe wait wait a couple emails. Yeah, you know, work your way some, in, build some rapport. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I'm just saying. Well, we hope this episode helped. That's for sure. Look, this is a mental pursuit. Uh, You know, like a a lovely listener mentioned last week, your toughest climb, mental or physical challenge. What is it? Which one is it? Right. Mm -hmm. So we're we're playing the game here to try to get you in the right headspace to let things go and move on with your agenda. Well, listen, that should about do it for today. Thanks for joining us on another episode of The Open Bell. Stay tuned and tell your friends and neighbors. So long for now. Remember to keep an open mind, but more importantly, an open bell.